Hi, I'm Ayla Davis, and you're listening to the It's More Than a Haircut podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. In this podcast, I discuss my honest opinions as life as a hairstylist, my brightest and darkest moments in the beauty industry. Today's podcast is about how I ran an illegal (coughs) salon out of my home. If we have not hung out before and you don't know much about me, I'm Ayla Davis, a hairstylist in Stockton, California. I have a beautiful salon suite located at Suite 15 inside of Pomp Suites Lincoln Center. I love making people look and feel beautiful through cuts, color, and extensions. I've been doing hair professionally for over 17 years. I started beauty school back in 2004, so... It's been a while. The hardest lesson I've learned in my years of experience as a hairstylist is that the weight of the relationships we build with our clients can build us up and it can tear us down. Our own confidence is challenged every day while we work tirelessly to improve the confidence of others. Before the pandemic, I had my own salon suite that I ran for six years in San Jose, California within Sola Salon Studios, Willow Glen. Working in the Bay Area for 14 years, I was proud of my solid clientele. So I was sad when in late 2019, I chose to stop commuting to San Jose and work exclusively in Stockton. I had to say goodbye to so many beautiful people and clients that I loved. In early 2020, we welcomed our daughter and the pandemic. At the time, I had created a beautiful salon within our new home that was going to allow me to continue to work and be close to my baby. The home salon served me well throughout the pandemic. I continued to follow shutdowns and protocols, but I was thankful to have the stability of a home salon while other stylists were struggling to pay rent and their salons were closing their doors. I learned through the pandemic the value of slowing down and enjoying my family. We were lucky that at the time of the pandemic, it coincided with the birth of our daughter. It allowed me the opportunity for a maternity leave that I would not normally have had. Thanks, quarantines and unemployment. Three years earlier, when I had given birth to my son, I returned to work after only five weeks. It was difficult as I was recovering from anemia. It was difficult to breastfeed, and I was commuting, so it was difficult being away from my son so much. I was thankful to get that time with my daughter. It really taught me to appreciate a good balance between work and life. Here I was, the first time in my career that I wasn't hustling. My career was no longer my number one priority. I worked minimally and I didn't promote myself much online. The majority of my clients were regulars that drove over an hour from the Bay Area for their hair appointments with me. However, over time, I began to feel the weight of not being legally secure. I was scared that my neighbors would find out and turn me in. 
We were new to the neighborhood and surely they were seeing the people entering my home each day and wondering what it was that we were up to. Or I was worried that a client would get injured by a service or be hurt walking into my home and file legal action against me. I kept imagining the worst case scenario, the shame of running an illegal business. My family could potentially lose everything. Fines, legal fees, we could lose our assets, our new home. What if I faced jail time or worse, what if I lost my license and my entire career, all these years of hard work would be for nothing. The guilt sat in my stomach like a bad sandwich. It ate at me from the inside out. And all the while, I had to continue to hide the secret. I feared social media. I rarely posted for fear that it would give me away. Evidence of my illegal actions. I was only accepting new clients on the down low and I promoted my business quietly. Surely someone from the local community would see me online and recognize that I was not a business. Surely a new client would recognize my address and question my home salon. It was only a matter of time before someone would turn me in. Luckily to say, my worst case scenarios never came true. After nearly two years of working for my home salon, I could no longer stand to live with the risks. So after expressing my concerns and discussing my options with my husband, I knew it was time to open a salon suite in this new city. This was a scary jump for me as I knew that since my move to a new town, the effects of the pandemic and the size of my clientele had shrunk. It was tiny compared to the clientele that I had when I opened my salon suite in San Jose. I wasn't sure that I could afford it. For two years, I was not paying my rent and overhead was very low. But I knew I had to do this for my sanity, my mental health. I could not continue to live like this, living every day in fear. I was not just paying for four walls to surround me and my client. I was paying for a proper establishment that would allow me to continue to work legally and professionally. I was paying for emotional relief. As excited as I was to finally be in a salon suite, it proved to be much more difficult than I expected. As I had already knew, my existing clientele was not enough to cover expenses. To this day, I still struggle to cover rent. And although I am regularly gaining new clients from the internet and word of mouth, maintaining the suite is a struggle. It has not been easy. Here I am all these years later, nearly 20 years in the business, And I am rebuilding my entire clientele in a new city. 
No one is handing me their clients this time. No one knows me. I have very little connections or networking in this area. It feels like a test. Something I need to prove to myself. That clients will come to me because they like my work and they enjoy spending time with me. That I am capable of drawing new people in and creating lasting relationships. I need to prove this to myself. That I can do this. That I can succeed. These days, I no longer do hair from the home salon. Except for myself and my family, of course. My home salon now serves as my office extra storage space, and a place for creativity and inspiration. If in 2022 my goal was to become legal, then in 2023 my goal is to discover a community. A community through my clientele, the networking and connections that I could build in an area, as well as being back in a salon and connecting with other hairstylists that understand my struggles firsthand. But on my most difficult day and my most difficult moment, I am still reminded of that gut-wrenching feeling I had by not being considered a legally and professionally secure hairstylist. And although I question myself and my career, and my business nearly every day. I am comforted by the fact that I know that I am a true definition of a professional. I work hard to provide my clients a quality service, and I work hard to protect my business. I have to trust the process. I am being much more picky about my clients this time. I make each client fill out an extensive intake form. I review each new client thoroughly and have no problem telling them if I don't think we would be a good fit. I no longer accept services or clients that I do not enjoy. Especially after having children, I adhere more strictly to my boundaries and rules. I do not work on my days off and I limit my clientele to a short window of availability. This time around, my goal is to find clients that fit my life, my goals, and my work versus bending myself to appease them. The first thing I did when opening my salon suite was find education and classes that suited my goals. So over the fall of 2022, I completed a six week beauty boss boot camp with Rihanna Greens from She Trademarks. Over that period of time, I applied for my business license and I became a corporation. So if you are currently running a home salon and you are not properly licensed, or you take clients on the sly and do most of your work under the table, I am speaking to you right now. Yes, there are many people that can go years providing illegal services to clients and they don't have to pay taxes. 
they don't have to pay their licensing fees. And they still seem to run successful, lucrative businesses. But I ask you to consider the worst case scenario. Then I ask you to imagine your greatest success. Is it possible to achieve those goals illegally? I ask you to consider playing the game. Trust me, I know government sucks. Legalities suck. Taxes suck. But please, don't let them come back and bite you in the ass later. Our industry is commonly audited, and it is only a matter of time before your secrets get out. As always, remember, it's more than a haircut. It is so, so much more. As a hairstylist, we touch lives and our clients touch ours. My position is a privilege and honor that I do not take lightly. The weight of the relationships we build is powerful. We go above and beyond to provide support for other people, but there is very little support available for us. In the coming months, I plan on starting a community and a forum where we can discuss episodes of this podcast as well as future topics. I want to offer a place of support, a place where we can celebrate, vent, and grieve. I want to hear from other stylists and service providers. I'd love to eventually interview leaders in the industry and learn more about their toughest and brightest moments. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time to come to listen to this podcast. My hope is to post a new episode every week. I also hope that through listening to my journey, you gain the support and inspiration that you need to guide you on your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to the It's More Than a Haircut podcast to get the latest updates about episode releases and more. I truly value your love and support. Thank you. Have a beautiful day.